0: You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast and news update. And please remember to follow Lock On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Digital Megaphone, and Spotify. And please be sure to subscribe to YouCanArgetAtSports.com where you can stay up to date on all things Texans, Rockets, Astros, and any other sports teams, sports players, whatever you want when it comes to sports, you can stay up to date with it. And please remember, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime,
0: John Sum Sports Sky Hickman. And starting at center. No, I'm just playing. It's your boy, everybody, John. Some sports guy Hickman back for a Tuesday edition of Locked on Texas. Happy to be with you guys today. Uh, really quick. The city of Houston is going to be a little more stricter now in regards to operating outside of your home and essential work. They're going to stop the sales of liquor. I heard and we are in another 30 days of quarantine. With that being said, we are still going to bring you Texans news update, daily talk, the whole nine, but we wanna make sure that you guys, I know Cody, we talked about this mm-hmm. off um, off not camera, but off the microphone, we wanna make sure that we are doing everything personally, that our loved ones okay, we want you guys to do the same. So, um, you know how in the show, stay safe, stay sane, stay sanitized. Right now, staying safe and sanitized is very important or nobody will be able to go uh, about their day in a sane manner. Eventually, you're going to be tired of being in the house. I know that's, I know that's how I feel. Uh, my question would be now is, where well, if you shut down, and we're going to talk about Texas today, guys. Lamry Tunsil and the Texans started up their deal, their talks, negotiations again. You know, honestly... With another 30 days, we did not take the first 30 days or however long the quarantine was serious enough. Um, and I understand nobody wants to stop their life over something that they don't even know if they have or not. But let's just assume moving forward that this is the best and safest option. So let's take it. And right now, the best option for the Texans would be making sure, Cody, that they resign sign Laramie Tunsil two first-round picks given up for him. You really don't have that future that you would possibly want if, you know, you didn't get him to re-sign, which I don't think that's going to happen. We will dive into what's going on with negotiations, the Texans talk with Laramie Tunsil, and how will that play into the future of the Houston Texans. Ladies and gentlemen, the Texans and Pro Bowl left tackle Laramie Tunsil have launched contract negotiations uh, and exchanged initial proposal. The initial proposal, the talk, the not m- more so of sit down, but we knew this was going to come. And there's been words exchanged before between the front office, which is ran by Bill O'Brien and Laramie Tunsil. Bill O'Brien had came out in the past, not too long ago, and spoke about how he wanted Zach Cunningham, Deshaun Watson, and Laramie Tunsil to be a part of the future, which, in hindsight, that sheds a lot lot of light on what happened between O'Brien and Hopkins. He mentioned that Watson, Tunsil, and Zach Cunningham, he definitely wanted to be a part of this organization for a long time. Your star prime receiver was not mentioned, so I I think that's kind of funny that, that we look back on that. Those words were said, but right now, no deal. It's imminent uh or even close. The Texans initial offer was 18.5. Uh, however, Tunsil is countering with a slightly higher offer. Um, Cody, we know how important this deal is to get done. That's not even going to be the discussion in a sense, because like I just said in a previous segment, two first rounders were given up this year and next year's draft. Now the problem – well, not problem. Let me say now the thought. It's going to be who can really play bully ball here. You know good bully ball. You know Shaq back in L.A. when he was just bullied. Who can play that bully ball in negotiation? And right now it's Lambie Tunsil, right? 18.5 with the number first initially started. Now with a slightly higher offer – we have to think, well, is it 195? Is it 20? I think it'll be sitting around 20. He's no longer represented by the uh, Creative Artist Agency, and he does not plan to hire an agent at this time. He is looking to become the highest paid offensive tackle in the NFL. And we know what he did last year. Yes, he had 18 penalties. He did miss an offseason. That means a lot when you're missing uh, a lot of cues a lot of what your quarterback wants to do and just learning how the rest of the four guys alongside you work but he only allowed three sacks last year had an 80.9 grade passing block grade which put him right behind uh Ronnie Stanley in Baltimore which he so he was ranked second he has all the leverage in the world you guys know that now would you be pissed Listeners at home, please tweet us at On Texans. Cody, you're going to go ahead and answer this as well. Would you be pissed if it was, quote, unquote, too much? It's $20 million too much? That's the question. And then I'll have some board to back it up. Go ahead.
1: In my humble opinion, I do believe paying Laramie Tunso $20 million a year is a tad bit too much, only due to the fact that, yes, he is by far one of the top offensive linemen in this game. But at the same time, there are still several aspects of this man's game where he still needs to improve on. You take a look at the number of penalties that he had. I I don't want to see the Texans overpay a guy who's going to cost this team at the most crucial moments of the game yardage. But at the same time, as you mentioned, Laramie Tunso has all the leverage because You remember, everyone knows what the Texans gave up in order to get Laramie Tunsil. You mentioned it, a whole, a ton of draft picks. They cannot afford to let Laramie Tunsil walk out in free agency for absolutely nothing. That will make Bill O'Brien, believe it or not, look even worse. Not only did you trade one of the best talents that ever stepped foot in the Texans uniform, But at the same time you end up trading for a guy you only let stick around for like one or two seasons that makes no kind of sense whatsoever so me personally i don't want to see the texans pay him 20 million but at the same time it's almost like they're going to be forced to
0: do it right right yeah and i mean the the question would now become when we look at it is 20 million not enough Right now we'll sit here and say 20 million is more than enough, you know. <laughs> we will say that everybody at home will say that, but the issue is those two first round picks. Listen. It's not every day even with first round picks, Cody. It's not every day that you find your left tackle for your franchise quarterback and what i mean by that is you may find a left tackle but is it for your franchise quarterback no right the texas had left tackles before uh, laramie tunsel and they were not for the franchise quarterback and he will be a staple i get it those penalties it was a lot he has to work on those i'm not denying it i'm not trying to sugarcoat it at all those need to be improved but i will say playing football myself It means a lot to have an offseason. It means a lot to have those 2 days which we did in high school. It means a lot to learn your quarterback, learn the rest of the guys that are playing alongside of you. Out of those 18 penalties, 12 were false starts. So to me, that just means you didn't get that much time in with Deshaun Watson. And throughout the 16-game season, 17 weeks, yeah, that's that's something you can work on, undoubtedly. I'm not you know, trying to cover it up. That's something you can work on undoubtedly. However, it's very important to have an offseason. It's very important to know what your quarterback is doing, know how he operates before he even, even speaks. What I'm getting at is, is it too much? The answer I would say to that is no, because what's too much if you need to keep him around and you do not have a backup plan? There aren't really any stellar... Offensive tackles like a Lambie Tunsil falling to the second or third round. Everybody always does their due diligence, their homework, their scouting. Those type of talents, if they are a talent, they're going in the first round. Now, a lot of times that talent does not equate to being a great left tackle. Eric Flowers was drafted at left tackle, then moved to the right tackle, and I think he's now playing guard. You see what I'm saying? You have to keep him around. He is entering his last year of his rookie deal. He will make $10.355 million this year. Now moving forward, which is something I would love for both of us to discuss, uh, on tomorrow's show, when we have a little bit more time to kind of digest it, how will this work out in the cap the Texans, and this is what we're going to discuss later on in the show, the Texans deals like Bradley Roby deal, a lot of things have been pushed back due to uh, the coronavirus and how that's been going on. But after those deals, all of the deals are officially signed and everybody are officially Texans, the Texans will have roughly $20 million left in cap.
1: But here's my problem with the Laramie Tunsil. I know you keep harping on the fact that he did not have a full training camp in order to learn how to play with Deshaun Watson. But Here's my only problem with that is, it's not like he got traded mid-season or towards the end of the season as as, as him signing with as, as a free agent or something like that. He was traded literally a week before the regular season began. Now, I'm not here to not the importance of training camp or anything like that. But at some point throughout the season, we should have seen a decline in his penalties just due to the fact, hey, by week seven, week eight, week nine, midway through the season, you should know by now what Deshaun Watson or any other uh, or any other of your teammates wants to do. That's my whole problem with the whole he didn't have a chance to go through training camp with the Texans. I get it. I understand that. Once again, I'm not going to knock the importance of that, but at some point, especially of a player of his caliber, at some point he should know how to play with his teammates.
0: I agree. It is difficult when you, you know, the false starts are really the issue. When you play with a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, you're going to get those holding calls when you play with Watson, but I I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I really do. I'm not in no shape, form, or fashion disregarding that, but it comes out to this 20 million, 20.5, or try to find your future franchise left tackle for the next, however odd years, try to protect Deshaun Watson in the second or third round. Yesterday, this is what Laramie Tunsil tweeted In these times, I want to do everything I can do to support those in need. I will be committing up to $250,000 toward the COVID-19 relief, including donations to the Florida gateway food bank in my hometown, Lake city and the star of hope mission in Houston, whether or not we think that $20 million is too much. I thank him for the 250,000. He is donating and just, I'm appreciative of everything he's doing. He will be a Texan of course, next, uh, this upcoming season. Next season as well, he has to stay around. Or like you said, Cody, Bill O'Brien will look even more foolish for painting this team into a corner, not getting this deal done. And now he's without Hopkins and Tunsell. And now you would really have a pissed off, ready to leave Deshaun Watson.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On, Texans. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network, Cody Davis Johnson, Sports Guy Higman. As you mentioned, if Bill O'Brien decides to let Laramie Tunsil walk out the door next offseason for absolutely nothing, there will be a pissed off Deshaun Watson, and, and even more pissed off Deshaun Watson. But, John, there's something that is going to take place next offseason. And that is going to be Watson's first major payday of his career. And to be honest, and Bill O'Brien needs to make sure he pays attention to this salary cap space, because if not, there might be an opportunity where he might not have enough money to give Deshaun Watson. And then he's going to be even more pissed off.
0: Well, I'll say this, man, (laughs) they'll have enough money for next year. Deshaun Watson deal. His rookie deal does not end till next year. That's why, Cody, you know, I've been saying it for the longest. It's very important to make sure Tulsa's deal got done this year.
1: Mm-hmm. Because if
0: you would have tried to wait next offseason, first of all, you would have put yourself in a huge uh, cluster, explicit, try to sign both of those in the same offseason while still trying to improve your team. And you leave the door open for Tunsil to say, well, the salary cap goes up. Somebody out there, because I don't see Tunsil having a down year. I actually see him having a better year, cutting down on those penalties and still playing at that high performance. Somebody would give him the contract that he want. And on top of that, no other team, uh, he won't have leverage over the other 31 teams like he has over Houston. So, it's it was it's important for that deal to get done this year. That's what they're gonna do. Glad that they're working on it. That extension won't kick in until next year for Tunsil and Deshaun Watson's deal won't kick in until the following year, I believe. Uh, because of they can pick up his fifth-year option and pay him after that. So the cap right now is is really tricky. The deals that have not been signed due to the coronavirus pandemic. People have not been able to officially sign them like Bradley Roby. Randall Cobb was one of those. And I, I think it's important for us to kind of see where we are cap wise because we still have room for improvement, uh, specifically across the defensive line. We missed out on Derek Wolf, who I have been wanting this entire offseason, uh, but we missed out on him. So now we have to look at players that are potentially av- available, but we only have – A calculated $20 million left in cap space once these deals get officially done. Pause. Cody, can I give some kudos real quick? Yeah, go right ahead. I always give kudos to the Texans organization, but right now I have to let you guys know that our nurses and doctors are doing phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Phenomenal. And I'll tell you why towards the end of this show. But it was just on my heart I wanted to say that. But, Cody, with $20 million left in cap space, What's the one area of this team you'd prefer the Texans work
1: on? The secondary, plain and simple. I mean, you know me. I've been talking about the secondary basically ever since we took over the show. There were multiple opportunities where they could have improved their secondary. Um, Going back to last offseason when they missed out on the opportunity to sign Earl Thomas and also letting Honey Badger walk out the door. Um, you know, it's been a roller coaster ride all season long. Being with the secondary, now you look at the standpoint where you're going to be looking at a lot of players like Bernie Hargraves. you're gonna be looking at a lot of players like Lonnie Johnson Jr. to step up and try to improve this secondary, especially due to the fact that Jonathan Joseph is no longer here. So well, roughly around $20 million left in the cap space. I will personally want to see them finally bring in some talent to the secondary. But at this point of free agency, who's out there?
0: Well, when I look across the league at guys who I think won't cost that much that could come in and uh, really help the Texans out tremendously day one, I can look at a Logan Ryan, played cornerback in Tennessee, also played for the Patriots. You know how much... The Texans love being <laughs> like their big brother. He is the guy that, you know, potentially could come in. And I think if we bring in a secondary player, let's look at the fact that we're bringing, we may bring in some of these guys for a depth. I think we know Bradley Robe is going to be a starter. Gary Unconnolly is going to be a starter. We brought back Vernon Hargraves on a one year deal. Lonnie Johnson Jr. is on his rookie deal. So we bring in that fifth cornerback. I mean, I personally I think the mm-hmm. cornerback position is safe. I think, I think they're okay right now if they bring in another guy, or you can see who you already have on your roster to fill that void, that fifth cornerback on your roster to make sure if something happens, you'll be able to have a guy that can step up. Now, Eric Reed is an available safety out there right now. We know his brother here in Houston, phenomenal. He's going into his third year. Would his brother be a good fit? Eh, I don't know because of the organization he would play for, which would be Texans. And we know how conservative Houston is compared to how non-conservative Eric Reed is. Uh, if, If I also look around the free agent pool at safety right now, Tony Jefferson, 28 years old. He's a safety. Last play with Baltimore, uh, he could be a safety that we can bring in. However, I'm good with Tashawn Gibson. I like him. He's great against the tight ends. He he caused a lot of trouble for tight ends last Mm -hmm. year. And I'm okay with the combination between him and Reed. I think if you go out and try to find a different safety, then you would try to go find a safety like a honey badger, somebody that can do a lot of things across that defense, whether you want to bring him down in the box, play some nickel, whatever. I don't think that's, Ree's role. And that's definitely not Gibson's role. So I'm okay with them back there right now, unless you want to go out there and get a playmaker uh, type of safety, which is why I really hate it. We let go of Jalila Dye. Now, who's out there for the front four? I I will look at we have to find somebody that can replace DJ Reader. At least immediately we know we re-signed Brandon Dunn. However, we do have Snacks Harrison out there. Some people may like to call him Damon. He's out there. Mike Daniels is also out there. Both of those inside presence Mm -hmm. guys played in Detroit last year, both the 31. A little bit older of age, so that would put me in a place of, with $20 million left, that contract isn't going to be a lot. You know, if I look at both of those guys, I can see maybe a two-year, $9 million Mm -hmm. deal. Uh, if you want to look at an outside rush guy, Jabal Shear, who played for the Indianapolis Coast division guy, you know, he is now an unrestricted free agent and he has done a very good job out his career. He's a he's a he's a low end sack guy. He's gonna get you between even in Cleveland, eight and a half sacks, seven sacks. His couple of years he spent in in, in New England, 13 sacks total. And the last few years in Indy, you know, he totaled um, on 16 sacks so he is a low sack guy but he does so well to creating pressure and let's say we have a healthy J.J. Watt this could be something of what J.J. Watt and Antonio Smith was before but the Texans gotta get some help defensively up front
1: well you're looking at the front four I'm looking at the secondary both of us agreed that whatever amount of money they have left They need to make sure that they spend it on guys who can help their defense.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I wanted to tell you guys, earlier uh, this weekend, I was door dashing. And I got to say, man, what really made me take this serious is the amount of work our nurses and doctors and everybody in the medical industry is doing right now. You know, these guys are really heroes. And when I say heroes, I mean, we we see heroes in the light sometimes, right? We always put heroes in the light. We see heroes as the guy taking the last shot, you know, the last second touchdown. We know Brady is big for this, those fourth quarter comebacks. We see heroes a lot like those, but we never really see the heroes behind the scene, right? We never... I mean, we, we we always praise Batman and even Robin, but we never say, you know what? Alfred did a really good job locating the two criminals that helped the Joker. You know what I mean? We never really give those credit, the credit or props to those in the background. And if you know a doctor, if you are a doctor, nurse, RN, see, it does not matter. If you work in the medical industry, along with teachers, and you guys are heroes. And I just wanted to tell you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Guys, I'm John. Some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter as always. at some sports guy, I think I should change my name right now. But maybe I think I'm. What what else could I be, Cody? Some some.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. You, John, you are an interesting guy. So you're asking the wrong what person. Is
0: what is what should I do? Some uh, I don't know, I don't know. But follow me on Twitter at some sports guy along with. Locked on Texas at locked on Texas. Cody, my brother, you know what to do.
1: Yes, sir. You know, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. That's Cody, C O T Y D A V I S underscore 24. Why 24? Because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT.
0: Well, guys, you know, until tomorrow, Cody, stay safe, stay sanitized, stay sane. Until tomorrow. Peace, guys. You are Locked On Texas, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.